0: Ladies and gentlemen, from around the world, this is going to the TK Kirkland. You listen to the TK Kirkland podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the TK Kirkland podcast. And listen, man, when I tell you, I got a story for you. I travel all around the world. And um, last night, I didn't have, I didn't have my driver, the shows are sold out and I did um, Uber. And there was a young lady um, that worked there that said, hey, I'm getting ready to do Uber. She just kept working um, from 6.30 to almost midnight. And she was an Uber driver. And and, and, and we did the app. She drove me to my hotel. And it was some of the greatest storytelling and achieving and overcoming things in life that I said, listen... Stop talking to me, but I would you do my podcast tomorrow because your story is such amazing and I think that it can inspire other people um, around the world. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to um, Tina Ortez, ladies and gentlemen, phenomenal waitress, phenomenal Uber driver, phenomenal mother, phenomenal motivational speaker. How you doing, hon?
1: I'm very well, very well. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. You ready for the um, the event tonight?
1: Yes, I am. I'm always excited when you come to town. <laughs> All
0: right, that is cool. Now, ladies, also ladies also, what's so funny about this young lady is, very attractive woman, um, met her husband last night, but when we was talking in the car, the lady was saying some of the most funniest shit in the world, and I was telling her how she should be a stand a comedian. She explained that Lunel had said the same thing to her as well. But we got into deeper, deeper issues about domestic violence, overcoming certain things, and I wanted her to share a story about a 10-year relationship that she was in and how if you saw her, you wouldn't think that she would go through something like this, but she overcame it, and I felt that other women, even men, can hear what they sound like to other women because there are some men who are going to hear this, that are doing the same thing to females. And I want the men to stop. I want, after you hear the story, I want you the ladies to try to find the strength and a strategy to leave. Cause what's so crazy that we can all give people advice to leave, but you just can't leave if you don't have a strategy. So you have to create a strategy to make the exit. So take the floor, baby. Tell them that what uh, the, what what you went through in this relationship, what led you up now to be this motivational woman, and about your kids, and about the whole journey. And I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy the ride.
1: All right, great. Um, well, you know, start off. You know, um, this is a situation that women. Uh, As well as men have been facing for years And you know there's a stigma about it Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people uh, don't understand um, What a battered women's syndrome Really entails And uh, it's just um, a cycle That um, seems to go over and over Until someone's able to break it Mm -hmm. And it doesn't just happen It's years of experiencing it um, my mother went through it and I used to, I would swear, you know, it's like you see someone go through like it, like that'll never be me mm-hmm. and it can happen. And it, and it did to me. And I've always considered yeah. myself to be a strong woman. You know, um, I made friends, um, with a gentleman, you know, a long time ago. Um, and then we rekindled our relationship and, um, at first, you know, he's just a strong person, you know, he was a protector, I had gone through a divorce, and he was there, you know, and, uh, you know, it's like, at first, you know, they seem wonderful, you know, and then Mm -hmm. as time goes on, you know, situations happen, you know, it's like, it'll be, you know, like, they're yelling at you, you or they, you know, it's like, they do something, the situation always escalates. And before you know it, you're in this. You're in a cycle where you're making excuses for them. They were just upset, you know. Or uh-huh. you know, um, you spend more time defending them, and then you start looking at yourself and saying, "Well, maybe it was something I did." Uh, I spent ten years in a, um, an extremely abusive relationship um, where he put his hands on me, threatened me, uh, even threatened my children. You know, uh-huh. I worked physically the an Improv and. It's crazy, you know, like I was telling you last night, you know, um, I didn't have a color of, uh, there was no color cover-up that I did not have, you know. Right. Um, I don't even know how to do makeup, but I know how to put on cover-up. You know, I can cover up a bruise better than anybody. Wow. Um, it got worse and worse to the point where it's like when I got to work, you know, it's like I had to run out the house. I had what they had, a survival kit. I would have it in my, my car. It would be a spare key um a flip phone, um, work, something to wear to work because he would chase me out of the house. You know, um, I was never allowed to talk to anybody. They're very controlling. You know, I had to look at the ground. I couldn't talk to anyone. It made working impossible. Um, he had spent many years in prison. And, uh, you know, so he basically didn't come out of the bedroom. So I had to share my time between trying to take care of him and trying to take care of my kids.
0: And mm-hmm. what you mean he wouldn't want to come out the bedroom?
1: He would stay in there. Like, literally, um, he would play his games, watch TV. I mean, literally, the bathroom was connected to the bedroom, and he would never come out. He would not He would not talk to anybody. Um, literally would lock himself up in there. And would demand that I would come in there and take care of him. I just clean the house. I did, you know, all the cooking, you know, um, taking care of the kids, going to work. I worked he didn't. You know, he would, and it was just like I felt like, You know, if I was at work, and even if I was at work, if he called and I didn't answer, I was doing something. I was doing something wrong. Hell was going to be paid whenever I got home.
0: Now, let me ask you a question. When people act like that, do they still try to have um, sexual relationships at the same time? They're abusive that way as well?
1: Oh, yeah. But the thing is that with him, you know, it's like he was very promiscuous before we got together. He even cheated on me several times. But he would use intimacy against me.
2: He knew one. that
1: I wasn't, like, he wouldn't do anything with me. And whenever he did, it was usually if he was drunk, coked out, it usually if that was at the same time, it was violent. If wow. I didn't do what he wanted, it was just like, he would never take it. But if I didn't give it, it was hell to pay. Okay. But he used, usually used it against me, you know, so like, that was like a reward for him, you know, so.
0: Okay, give me an example, I'm just curious.
1: Oh, I, I could go, it would go a month without being intimate. And then right. whenever I would try, he you was know, like, that's all you're with me for. And I'm like, what?
2: <laughs> I'm like,
1: wow, it wasn't a gift to God. Let me tell you, honey. I'm Right, right.
0: Right, <laughs> right, right.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. They, The thing is, is that they would create a situation, She would create a situation that was so extreme that just poking at me. And then when I responded, I was the one that was crazy.
2: Mhm.
1: You know, and that's what they do. And then it's like, whenever your fights start, it was never them; it's you. You know, so uh, the level is like you start doubting your own sanity.
2: Mhm.
1: And then you know, it's like you would try to confide in family. Family, you know, it's like you'll you'll keep telling your family again and again. I went this. I went through this. You know, and you're trying to tell them what you've gone through, and after a while, it's just like, well, you're not going to leave them. So then you spend the whole time. Now you're embarrassed. And then you start defending. their are actually like, well, you know, this is the only time they did it. We never leave, and you're, it causes you to defend them,
2: okay. defend
1: their actions.
2: Mm-hmm. And what
1: people don't understand is, listen to someone who's been through domestic violence. Don't you might you might it might you might hear the same things over and over again. It might become mm-hmm. a redundant conversation. But people that go through abuse, they need to hear it. Sometimes they need to hear themselves talk about it. Okay. I had to help others in order for me to say, giving advice, they say giving advice is easier than taking it, but mm-hmm. when you give it to somebody, you sit there like, God, I'm telling them to do something I should have done. I took 10 Life. years away from my kids. My kids were even taken away from me. My ex-husband, I couldn't stand it, but he was so right in what he did. My, my ex, the 10-year relationship I was in, mm-hmm. the abusive one, he would... Never, ever, ever put his hands on me in front of people. Right. It was always when no one was around, you know, but I wasn't the first one he ever beat. Every woman he was ever with, he beat, you know, and it was a cycle that even his brothers went through, you right. know, and I would sit there, I'm like, God, look at I' You know, they got a way out. So the way brothers, out,
0: they the brothers was, the brothers was, as, as violent exactly the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: If not more. Right. And that was only from what I saw,
2: okay. you know,
1: and there, it was it was just a terrible cycle. I'm like, you know, it's like their mother was beaten and then they're like, it was wrong for my mom to be. Well, if you knew it was wrong, then why do you keep doing it? It's mm-hmm. a cycle that perpetuates. And if people are embarrassed to talk about it, there's not going to be any resolution. There's not, you know, it's like it, it, it's very rare when people, when women can, women or men can break that domestic violence syndrome, you know,
2: right. is that
1: you, you're going to keep perpetuating it because it's, uh, it's a topic of taboo, you know, mm-hmm. what happens behind closed doors stays behind closed, door,
2: closed doors, mm-hmm.
1: you know, when it's like, even at some jobs, if a woman shows up with bruises all over her, they're like, well, you can't work like that. You got to go home. How are you going to do that to them? Now they got to go right back to the same situation they were in instead of helping them.
0: Right, and it's been like this stuff would stop, right? It was, I mean, I, I read all the time about men hitting women and women hitting men, but to hear your story is so old to me and so taboo that yes. when I heard you say it, I said, men are still out here doing
1: that stupid shit? Yeah. still doing the same thing. You know what's wrong, you know? And the thing is is that you're so quick to defend, you know, like, oh, I didn't do that. Why is that like, damn? Listen to what you sound like. Listen to, look at what you've done. When you right. can look at a woman and they look at you and they're afraid of you or you see the marks on their body or the bruised, the bloody lips, uh-huh. black eyes, you're proud of that?
0: And then the person would do this and then apologize. like And nothing apologize. Happened.
1: Mm-hmm. And then it's your fault if you keep it going. I apologize. It's over. No, it's not. You're going to do it again because if I forgave you, that gives you late. Hey, look. You know what? I'll do it. She'll forgive me, and it's just going to happen again. And it did. Right. And for me, and was, it kept going. Oh
0: my crying. god!
1: It was a cycle. It was a cycle. If I That's got good. so upset and I left, it's like I love you. I love you. And then when that didn't work, anger. We had, okay? I am going to kill you. I'm going to find you. I'm going to kill you. You know. And then when that wow. thing kicked in, then it was crying again. It was, and it was always the same thing, constantly, over and over. You know, Man. it's like you embarrassed me. You know, uh, Bitch, I cried for you. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not crying for you. You know, it's so sad. You were
0: saying, um, to well, not sad, but it's thank God you're still alive, babe. Yeah. You know, thank God you're still alive because this right here, and like I said, when I heard it, when you was talking last night, it really touched me and got that I say I talk about the about phase in a joking way but I forgot this shit really still exists. And to the fans around the world who are going through this, I am so sorry that I waited too long to bring this to the table to um share this type of story but um
1: it's not too late.
0: It's not too late. It's basically it's not it's too late.
1: Never too late. Always remember, so, you know, be a survivor
2: Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. was, you
1: could be a victim, you know, and stay in the situation. Or you could say, I'm not living like this anymore. I told right. him, I said, I'd rather be dead than with you. Bring it. Right. And it was just like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm done. I'm done. I was around cops. We were around cops who were coming out of the courthouse. Mm-hmm. He had a ticket or something. And he was like, you know, threatening me. Like, you know, I'm going to beat be dressed and get home. And I'm like, if you come in. Coming out here, of the
0: courthouse?
1: Coming out of the courthouse. Cops are there. He tried to do it. They didn't hear him. And I was, and I looked at him. I was like, mm, okay, yeah, those hands—if they don't touch me out of love, they don't get to touch me at all. Come anywhere near me, I'll split mm-hmm. your throat. And I said it loud enough for the cops here. I don't care. And he's like, you hear what she said? And they're like, well, don't touch her. <laughs> Plain and simple. Right. Even the cops. Even the cops are like. But he had a reputation. The cops knew him.
0: Oh, Okay. Wow. That's bad.
1: Yeah, he was a—he was bad. But I was like, I was—I refused. I was going to be badder. <laughs> You know, to this day, I didn't lose anything. I gained my sanity.
2: Right. And I gained
1: my voice for women who aren't strong enough to do it. You can. You're beautiful. You have so much to offer. Life is what you make of it. You can mm-hmm. live in fear or you can fight back.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: a piece of paper restraining order is not going to do anything. I live in Cleveland. I, I, so many of my friends are Cleveland cops. But there aren't enough. And that piece of paper is only a piece of paper. Right, you know, you've got to be willing, and don't just threaten. You know, they said my 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 used to say, you know, oh, you're gonna be you're gonna be like of those white women I call. I'm gonna show you how white I can be. Watch me mm-hmm. call. Because a black woman should beat your ass, but mm-hmm. you know, only to a point. You know, it's like a man's always gonna be stronger than a woman. Right. You know, and it's not embarrassing. You know, ask for help. Let now, him know. How do you
0: get, how, now from that, how did you get your your mind? right? How did you get... I'm quite sure you're still traumatized just a little, oh, yeah. but you're able I, to, to move kids. on and date. So how did you do that?
1: I looked at my kids and, you know, it's like they needed me and I couldn't be there for them if I was still afraid of him. And, you know, being by myself, my kids are always like, Mom, you know, you're always alone. You're always alone. And I was afraid because I was always afraid that If anyone came near me, he would hurt. He would hurt them or they were going to be just like him. Mm -hmm. And they're not, you know, there are so many good men out there that are, they don't, they're not given the opportunity, you know, because women, you know, carry this heavy weight. Anyone who's been to domestic violence, they carry this heavy weight that, you know, you're, you know, you're already guilty without even touching me. As soon as they say anything, it could be, it could be the slightest argument, and it's going to trigger. Because, you know, it's like I had to fight myself back and say, this, the man who I'm with now, I love him to death. He's such a great man, you know. Mm-hmm. And I had to look at him and like, why am I going to bleed on someone that did not even cut me? Right. You know, he's trying to talk. It's like I would argue, and he stays quiet. I'm like, dude, I wasn't used to that. Mm-hmm. I'm like. what's going on here you know and I'm like and then sometimes I would be afraid or he would do something I'm like dude he's not him right you know yeah I got with the the gentleman with now it's like you know I just I had such an admiration for you know he went through so many things in life you know locked up for 12 years for something he didn't even do Mm -hmm. (laughs) came out Mm -hmm. of prison wasn't even angry he just had a dream to make himself better and he does fat. He does uh, has a clothing line, piece up apparel. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm looking at. him I'm like, wow, this man, out of the, the hell he went through, fighting for his life, you know, going to prison, not seeing his kids, and to still have a positive mind. And I look right. at this man, I'm like, he amazed me. And I'm like,
2: okay.
1: he's a good man. And it's he like right. I had to give him a try. I had to give him a chance. And boy, am I glad I did, because he's nothing like him. But sometimes you have to open your eyes and take a step back and, you know, fix yourself first. Because if you don't, you're going to stay a victim and you're going to make everybody else around you suffer for what they did not do. Right, right. So self-heal first, you know, realize your value. Look in the mirror every day and say, I'm going to tell myself three things that I love about myself. Because when you're in an abusive relationship, you forget to love yourself. You forget that what was beautiful, what made you you. For me... I love to laugh. I'm sarcastic as hell. I love joking around. I can make a joke about anything, you know, and I love life. I love people. And when I was in that relationship, I couldn't talk to anybody.
2: Mm. There was
1: nothing to laugh about. You know, I was terrified. I was constantly terrified. I had to take myself back. I missed myself. I love myself. i like, I love who I am. I'm going to fuck up. I'm going to mess up sometimes. I'm going to mess up and that's okay. Because you know what? I learned from it. It's no longer a mistake. It's a lesson learned. That man was a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm never going to go through again. I know what I'm not going to accept. And set yourself boundaries. With people that go through abuse, you've got to set yourself boundaries. What you are going to accept and what you're not. Make your goals real. Set yourself goals. Every day tell yourself three things in the mirror. What you find beautiful about yourself. Because guaranteed you forgot.
2: Mm-hmm. You forgot. That's
1: true. You do. And it's just like take your life back, you know, take your life back. It's yours now. It always was, you know, we make mistakes, you know, unfortunately our children, they suffer for the mistakes that we make. And I can never, ever, you know, as I tell my kids all the time, you know, they're older. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I took all those years away from you. Like mom, right. we, came out, yeah, they, they yeah, lucky, we came out good kids. Yeah. You
2: lucky. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You lucky.
1: Cause they could
0: have been mentally fucked up and yes, there are more problems in your life.
1: Yeah. And it's like stop. with people are dividing, you know, the violence, balance they stay in, it's like sometimes, you know, it's like it's not, you know, it's like sometimes you got to be hard on yourself. They're like, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's about my kids. I brought these kids into this world, you know. <laughs> I don't mind being alone. You know, it's like it didn't scare me. To You know, it's like at first I was scared to be alone, you know, because I've right. always been with this man, even though it was the hardest life ever, being with him. Once I was by myself, I was like, it's hard. I was like, boy, this is a great kind of hard. <laughs> you know, I was like, you know, it's hard to wake up in the morning, be alone. The Go parties to you, by yourself. But I learned how to go places by myself. And that's whenever I start, man, I I can kind of start a conversation up with anybody. And mm-hmm. people love to see me. And I'm like, dude, I love me. I forgot who I was. I love me. Right. And by God, regret is the worst feeling in the world. I don't let regret, you know, so you can't you can't take back things, so regret is useless mm-hmm. if I want to do something I'm gonna go do it. I'm not afraid anymore, right, you know, and failure's not it, I'm not afraid to fail, it just mm-hmm. means that I took that chance i you know it's like I might not be good at something, but by God, I tried. you know, I became a real estate agent, I failed that test three times, and it was right. like, I was like, can give up, give up, I'm just not good at test taking. I have a d h d you know mm-hmm. so I said, you know what failing made me mad you know it's like, it's like quitting I'm like I'm not a quitter so I mm-hmm, finally passed mm-hmm. that fourth time around I passed i was like Phew, I knew I could do it because a little bit more I had to have faith in myself
0: right yeah because I felt it I felt the ambition in you um last night I felt the way you was talking and how you was uh getting stuff together that I I had to have you on the show. I said, i got to get on the show to inspire other people. So now you you said you did real estate, you do Uber, you do now. Explain to you how you, what made you go into real estate, what made you get into Uber, and what made you want to be a waitress?
1: Well, the waitress came first. I uh, um, always bartending. I love comedy. And I said, man, if you can laugh about something, you know, um anytime, you know, it's like even if in you know, worst situation, someone makes you laugh, it just lights your heart, everybody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that I decided when I got into the improv, I was like, you know what, I wanna get into comedy. I was like, Let me get you know, it's like I'm gonna be around people that make me that make me laugh and then, you know, my customers, you know. I love my customers when they you know when they would come in to the improv and i'm really sarcastic and i love joking around with them and they're like oh my god am i getting punked and they're looking around for a camera like no you know like, mm-hmm. like this is the way we talk this is not the Marriott. you know it's okay but um it was great to have people come in that are like this is you know tina you know and i've been coming here for eight years and they i have my regulars you know mm-hmm. and it, it was great i loved it and um since I was little, I've always been interested in houses, real estate. I've always been, I'm nosy. If there's a light on, I'm looking in. It's almost like a peeping, peeping top, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love, I love, I love it. And it's like, it was just a challenge. I'm like, tell me I can't and I'll show you I can. Mm-hmm. And to be part of a, an experience to help build memories for people. And then it was just like, as a single mom, I bought my first house. You know, my first house is mine. And it felt like such an accomplishment. I was like, if I could do this for another single mom, if I could help right. them build their credit, show them how to do it, that they can, it's so empowering. And Uber, I love to meet people, you know? Okay. And uh, yeah, cause
0: we, I'm sorry to interrupt, because I'm sitting there waiting to go get, and I got finished doing an almost three-hour show, and I'm just thinking depressed. I'm going to go sit down for a second. And see, I, I'm one of those guys that things happen for a reason, right? So even with um, sitting there with you last night, um, before I, I – I've known you for years. So when I said, yeah, I'm going to go do my Uber job. I thought that was impressive to work with all that time. and want to do Uber. And I said, yeah, hey, I'm getting ready to take Uber back to the hotel. Let's go. And we think up that way. But then when you dropped me off, there was these brothers here from Dayton, Ohio. Um, uh, about to do a show in Dayton in a couple of weeks. And they got a club there, a big party, um, big promotional team. Just put me in position to make more money, and I even thought that was phenomenal. So my whole life, like I was saying on stage, like I'm always at the right place at the right time. So that was just a good look and, and just impressive. And like I said, just to see what you accomplish and see the ambition you have in you, because then what she didn't tell you is how the man choked her to the point that she couldn't use her voice for a while. Yeah.
1: That was terrifying.
0: Yeah, you want to share that too, honey?
1: Yeah. um, It was one of those nights, you know, um, I'm getting ready to work. I used to... um, I was actually um, a laser tech for um, a company, so I was reading up and studying for this uh, exam that I needed to take so I could operate this laser in New York. And um, I had no idea he had been binge drinking and doing cocaine. And mm-hmm. uh, he came out, and it's like my nephew was staying with me. And um, he's uh, 17 years old, and he's laying on the couch. He's falling, you know, fell asleep. And my, and, um, my FTA came out the room and wanted to be intimate. And my son, he, he was crazy, he's dark naked. And I'm like, I got to study and it's like I could tell in his eyes they were bug-eyed. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, God, this is going to be bad. And I said, and i I'm studying. I try to come, you know, like do it soothingly. And he started accusing me of sleeping with my nephew. And he's like, (laughs) yeah. And he's psychotic, like crazy strong. Like there's videos of him, like punching people out with one punch. Like he's like retard strong.
2: Right. And...
1: um, he's like, you know, threatening him. I'm like, babe, you know, I love you. I love you. It's like, let's go take a drive. I had to get him out the house because I knew he was trying to escalate the situation. Mhm. And I'd i well, be damn, if he was going to hurt my family. So we went for, you know, he gets in the car and everything. And I, you know, I, I decided to drive down my grandparents street. My, I love my grandparents. My grandfather was like, he was like a father to me, you know, okay. and I loved him to death. And I was like, you know, I drove down the street, you know, I had to have a reason why I drove so far away. And I was like, I just to drive down my grandpa's street, you know, and everything. And and my ex looks at me, he's like, um, you know, he's like, I have a, he's like, I feel like by the end of the night, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you. You're, you're not gonna make it past today. And, and wow, that's exactly what he said to me. And I was like, wow. And I sat there, I'm like, it's, it's flight. Bite. And so I hurried up and I pressed the brakes on, grabbed the keys out the car. I'm op- I open the door and I'm running out and he runs around the, the car and I run to this person's house and I'm running between the houses and and um, I'm screaming for help. And I tried, there's this like rabid dog on the other side and there's this huge pig, you know, and I love pigs. This dog did not know me, just sees me running. I'm trying to climb over the fence and mm-hmm. my ex catches me and he pulls me back by my hair. And um, with one hand, he has my hair. The other one, he's trying to beat my hands, punching my hands, to try to get off the fence. And when I wouldn't let go, he started biting my face. And so he rips me off the fence, and he's pulling me by my hair. And people are like, do you need help? And I'm like, oh, my God, no, no, I don't need help. You know, but they're afraid, you know, so He pulls me in, tries to pull me in by the car, you know, into the car, um, and I take the keys and I throw them, you know, and so he proceeds to choke me out, you know, and I'm like, and I'm like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, you know, he pulls me over with one hand, his hand was so big, it wrapped around my neck, and he pulls me over and he grabs the keys, leans down, grabs the keys, still choking me, and he pulls me up his guest car like he's trying to shove me into the passenger seat. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm whispering because I can't breathe. I'm like, I'll drive, I'll drive. I'm sorry, I'll, sorry, I'll, I'll drive, I'll drive. So <laughs> he gives me the keys, and he's looking at me while he's going around the car, and I jump in the car as fast as I could, and I turn the car on, and I gun it. Well, the door, he already got the door open, so he's running. I hear his bare feet hitting the ground, and he's running. And he's looking into the car. He's got one car, hand on top of the car the other one holding on to the door and he's running next to me and I could see him looking at me with these big eyes. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I whipped the car around and, you know, try to take the corner as sharp as I could to get him to fly off. And he ends up getting, pulling himself. He was so strong, pulls himself into the car and then starts to strangle me again, you know? Why? And he pulls the keys. He's like, I, I, Pulled the keys out, and I'm like, I'm terrified. At this point, I was like, Dude, I'm dying. I can I can feel myself fading out of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And there's two big women are standing on the corner, and big white women. I swear to God, they're like, Yo, they're like, You need help. And they're ready. They're charging, and and he's pulling. So he gets a hold, of, you know. So he lets go of my my throat and starts pulling me by my hair. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, Dude, I'm gonna die tonight. So I'm pulling and I'm pulling, and then I can feel this hot. Like it just felt like it was just going down my back. And here he's ripping my hair out of my head, and I'm bleeding. Wow! And it's coming. So I rip. I just kept going, going. I was like, I'm gonna be bald. I'm gonna be bloody, but I'm gonna live. And I got away from him, and I'm running to these ladies. And he's like, You know what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing to me? What Ben is like? What are you doing to me? What are you doing to me? And I ran behind the ladies and he takes off. Mm -hmm. I'm terrified. I'm thinking he's coming back for me. So I hide. I'm, I'm in, I'm in pajamas. I've got one slipper. I'm underneath a car. I climbed under a car in mud and I'm crying. You know, um, I ended up having the, the people let me use their phone. I call my friend. I would not come out that's how scared I was Mm -hmm. and i didn't want them to get hurt i waited till my friend came and picked me up and take me to his house and i slept in bed with his mom crying a mess i got a phone call in the morning and they're like these two guys are like we found your car Mm -hmm. and it looks like someone tried to steal it and i'm like i thought it was him setting me up to come get it right so my friend drove me and I'm hiding on the floor of the car and uh it ended up being the cops and they see me and they're like through the tears in their eyes, they're like, Are you okay? You know, and I'm like, I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna be okay. And when they hear something, it was still with them after that. Just really? Yeah. That wow. wasn't even the last time.
0: That's why I how... have you on the show, babe. Yeah. That's why. To the ladies, to the guys. Listen to this Sunday story. Try to change your ways, guys. Get yourself strong enough to move on. All right. Um um ladies, try to move on to the fellas. Try to go on about your business and
1: Break the cycle. Break,
0: Break the, the cycle, cycle guys. Break the cycle. Those right.
1: hands that a man gave God, that God gave man to have, are to take care, of, to hold, to love, to protect, mm-hmm. not to hurt the woman that you love. Right. Totally. Two one one. Call two one one for the women that are in trouble. Call two one one. They are. It's the best phone call you ever make. They are there. to listen. They don't judge. You know. Mm-hmm. They give you areas, you know, they get they they tell you how to get away, what to do, you know. <laughs> there is a way out and it's never too late. It's too late when you're dead. But it as long as you got air in your breath and you can believe you are a survivor. You're no longer a victim. Take your life back.
0: Man, listen to me, G. This has been one of the most inspiring interviews that I've done in The five, six years that I've been doing this, and I'm glad that um, the universe brought us together to put this together. So we're going to move the shift of energy to a happier note. Yeah. everybody. So listen, um, shout out to everybody who went to the All-Star break. Shout out to all my fans um, around the world from Dubai to Japan to Australia. All right? So this Thursday... Catch me at the Punchline in Detroit, Michigan. One show only, ladies and gentlemen. One show only, all right? Um, For tickets and more information, go to punchlinecomedylounge.com. It's Thursday, February 24th, all right? Uh, Poetry and Punchline presents up close and personal T.K. Kirkland, me, one night only, who raised you. Then, um... Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen. And let me tell you I work so much I don't even know what dance sitting in, but I know I'm working somewhere on <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> That's crazy, right? The Helen I do this every damn week. You think I'll be prepared. <laughs> but I'm prepared. I always do that. Hey everybody, wait a second. Let me find out where I'm performing at and all uh, that. So let me write that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm glad that the staff at the at the, at the Empire, really loves the fact when I come through, and 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 what I'm looking for it, explain to the people the energy that I bring, and how the staff and people feel about um, me doing a the show there.
1: Other so oh, than making a lot of money. That's, oh that's, man, that's, yeah. Well, that's that's just a given. It's just right. that people love when TK comes in. We already know it's show. It, it's gonna it's gonna sell out. And when it's time for him to get off stage, he has to make an exit three or four times on the same show because nobody wants him to get off. It's like they literally, if he could stay on there forever, believe you me, it would be worth it. If This show is definite. Heads on, worth going to. Don't miss it.
0: Right. Don't. I appreciate that. Her. And it's February 26th, awesome. catch me at the original Cottage Inn. Um, at the Cellular Lounge, February twenty sixth. I mean, February twenty fifth and February twenty sixth, seven and nine PM shows. Five um, one twelve William Street in Ann Arbor. I always kept telling people I was in um, uh, Akron, Ohio, but it's Ann Arbor, Michigan. Okay, make sure you get your um, tickets. I repeat, it's the cottage, the original cottage in PK Kirkland Live at the Cellular Lounge, February twenty fifth. February twenty sixth, times to seven and nine PM, five twelve East William Street in Arbor, Michigan. Baby, this is um it's been a pleasure. Um to this Is Mijan um candles? If you need candles, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go to her website. You'll see it on my timeline, some of the best candles, incense, everything in the world. I'm over it. Show love. I spent a lot of money with her, um, doing things and sending um, my kids and um, my loved ones um, some gifts for the holidays and uh, candles and incense and bath bombs are such a beautiful way, other than flowers, guys. If you um, want to send your girl something, and ladies, if you want to just pamper yourself, and to the guys who love who love themselves, who like taking care of their skin who like um, just doing certain things to better them, uh, she has things for you guys as well. And that's what's very, very important. That men have to start um, taking back, grooming themselves, so getting their feet done, making sure that the underwear game is cold. Make sure you yeah. shave in your arms. Make sure you line your face and you shave. Make sure you go to bed at night that you smell good, that your dick is moisturized, your face really? is spot so your woman can lay next to you and feel good and Know that you smell amazing. All right. Smell
1: good dick right. and soft dick is very important. Right. Do it. Do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I totally understand. To everybody else, listen. Live your life to the fullest. Make proper adjustments in life. And may your pain be champagne. It's the TK Kirkle Podcast. See you this Thursday at the Punch Lines. See you Friday and Saturday at the Cellular, Cellular Lounge in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Make sure you get your tickets. And this has been the TK Kirkland Show. See you later,
2: sweetie. All right. I'm Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland for more information.